Darkness, fellow investigators, and welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. The campaign is Horror on the Orient Express. It's available from Chaosium. I'm the Keeper of Arcane Lore, and this is episode 45. Our recap will be given by Stuart Lively as his character, Theodore Thursby III. Uh, so without any further delay, let's continue our journey into the darkness. Stuart? Thanks, Tom. All right. Notes for my journal. Around 3.30 p.m., Jasmine, Roland, and Dr. Gabriel uh, Naruto go to the local newspaper, Sibalis. They acquired an address lead to Vanessa, then to the public archive. But first, they seek out Vanessa. Meanwhile, Gunter, Dr. Dorian, and I we go seeking out Jasmine's father, who apparently went hunting. We end up finding him dead, an apparent suicide, but it looks as if his body was moved. We noted he had black grease on his hands, cement powder on his clothes. The local police don't seem to care about the body much at all. Meanwhile, Jasmine, Roland, Gabriel, Try Vanessa's address. She's not there, but someone broke in earlier. They go in to investigate. Discovered old splattered blood and human teeth. They found a note mentioning he knows. Signed L. Maybe Lazar's initial? We all gather back at the lodge around 6.30 p.m. We have dinner. Uh, comparing notes and such. During dinner, there's sounds of a tremendous gun battle out in the distance. Apparently, the the authorities started coming down hard on the uh, on the rebels. Later that night, Doctor Dabrowski had a bizarre dream, perhaps dream. It's not really certain of a dark, hulking figure, then disappeared into the snow. We find that the curfews lifted from 7 p.m. to 9.30 p.m. The headlines of the local paper include something quite curious, the Curaviste, monster fabled mentioned in the newspaper, unusual sightings of it recently. Gunter uh, later leads uh, to a hotel, semi-brothel to investigate. The rest of us surround the place. While Gunther does not find much inside, we do find outside, in the rubbish pile, the bodies of Lazar and most likely of Vanessa, skin on their face removed. My God, it's happening all over again. Now where might that wicked blade be? Somewhere in the cement factory? Excellent. Um, yes, I think we are we're, we are pretty confident that the uh, the second corpse is the journalist because it's missing teeth. Yeah, that we found in our house. Um, yeah, and I don't think we need to go get the teeth to make sure it fits. I think that's a safe estimate. <laughs> and now. Was it Dorian's expertise was heavy, heavy machinery that 
So yeah. just to believe that the uh, knife might be caught in a screen in the cement factory. Like he chucked it into like the uh, the dead archaeologist through the knife in to hope that it'd get crushed, but it would really get just trapped somewhere. Mm. Yeah. Story and the man of men of a vast array of, of interesting knowledge of and expertise. <laughs> Pick locks, operate heavy machines. Give you some therapy you, while uh, doing an archaeological dig. Now, you know that the cement factory is open, you know, during the work day. Uh, but at night, they just close it up. Yeah. Yeah, not much to steal in the <clears throat> cement factory, as it turns out. Right. Minimal security. Uh, mostly maybe to keep vandals from going in there, but why would they? Hmm. So what's your next move? What would you guys like to do? <clears throat> well, yeah, I think that getting into the cement factories idea I got. I mean, you know, the it's obvious that the uh, her Jasmine, your father, went there. Um, you know, and all other leads have led to flayed faces. So. Now, the one thing had... we could go ahead. Oh, he he had on his body. He had the the powder indicating a cement factory, but on his hands he had that black greasy substance. Uh, uh, Dorian, do, does that type of does that machine you were speaking of uh, have a lot of greasy gears and such that that uh, he might get that from? I'm trying to think. That might be another key clue as to where in the cement factory he Possibly. was. Possibly. Can Any kind of large heavy machinery would have some yeah. kind of lubrication. It might indicate something about how he climbed up into the apparatus to try to put the blade at a exactly location. A lot of equipment has, uses grease, but would your hands be there? So being his hands were caked with it or had significant amounts on it would indicate that it would be sort of something where his hands would be, you know, manipulating. Yes. It'll be hard to report because, uh, as as stated, uh, a lot of the heavy machinery, uh, people will get grease on it. It'll be difficult. Now, one thing we could do, because we have to wait until it's kind of dark, because the curfew's been extended, um, yeah. thankfully. Until 9.30 so p.m. Time to, uh, time to go after the factory's closed up, but we could try to interview or speak with the man who saw to mention seeing the creature on the rooftops. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. The newspaper article. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he was named somewhat derisively. I think. Might have difficulty finding dragon. Alexi. Alexi. Yeah. Well, all it really does is uh, 
All he really does is confirm what I saw. A very large figure with, you said, horns? Yes. Hmm. How does this all tie in, though? Well, well it's almost, I mean, it's reminiscent of the, um, I don't know, the engine keepers, let's say, the coal shovelers of Mimi. Oh, yeah. Those hmm. shadowy uh, hmm. personages with the yeah. Actually, you've, wings. you've got one little mix-up. Uh, the person in the newspaper was Vinko Cervenka. Um, oh, and yeah. Vinko the, the, comment, the comment at the end was, uh, we suspect that this is more likely to be another of Dragon uh, Alexic's uh, strange artworks than a mythical oh, monster. Wait. Mm. <clears throat> I think that the artist would be easier to find. I wonder what inspires this strange artwork. Hmm. Well, yeah, I mean, I think I think uh, Dr. Neurud is right. I mean, we can't go breaking into a concrete uh, cement factory in the middle of the day, and we could maybe see if uh, this artist has seen what seems to be torturing poor Dorian. Well, well, let's go find a phone book. Yeah, we might yeah. even have uh, evening hours in some gallery or some such, or mm -hmm. we might host a salon if he is an uh, artistic sensibility fellow. Also, uh, I imagine we have in our luggage things like electric torches and whatnot, but we should think about equipment for dealing with the... Uh, in a uh, close observation of a cement factory at night. Yeah, I mean, you've easily got access to torches. Yeah. You probably have them in your, in your luggage. We want to bring our gloves. We want to bring a length of rope. We just want to have a good kit for poking about in there. Maybe means of defending ourselves if the night watchman is not uh, sleeping in his... Uh, a cubby room. All right. Okay. So is that what you're going to do? Indubitably. Yep. Right. Um. Uh, all right. So. You've got your stuff together. Well, I'm sorry. What was your first destination? We're, we're going to find a phone directory and see if we can find if that artist has a gallery or some way that we could get a hold of him. Okay. Um, yes, it only takes you a few minutes. Uh, Dragon Alexic, uh, uh, he is apparently a surrealist artist, uh, and he has exhibited in Vinkovici. Um, since 1922, uh, uh, he does have a studio in the town. Mm -hmm. Okay. Excellent. I, I imagine a fellow, uh, from what I've heard of these surrealists, he probably keeps late hours as a somewhat debauched lifestyle. 
<laughs> Excuse me. All right. Let's go by. So uh, you drive over to the area, and there is a, a small gallery, and there is a, a building attached to it, which is a residence. Um, that's a, that's the address that you got from the, the phone listing. Um, however, it looks like it's all closed. Mm-hmm. The house there, is dark. Uh, yeah. The house is dark. Chimney um, still. It looks like there's a place for a car, but there is not a car. Uh, the chimney is not smoking. Hmm. <clears throat> but you can see through the window into the gallery. Yeah. And uh, I assume there's not hours posted and we're just at, at a bad time or anything. Probably by by appointment, maybe. There, uh, Yeah, there is a sign in the door that says by appointment only. Uh, but you can see through the window some of his artwork. It's pretty odd. Um, uh, it looks to you like there are a lot of, of studies of anatomy, um, similar to stuff like you'd see in Gray's Anatomy, um, uh, except that they're they're done in a rather surreal surreal landscapes. They're uh, you know uh, bizarre, dark, stormy skies. And uh, and large, overgrown trees with what look like flayed bodies hanging from them. Mm. Uh, it it it's definitely disturbing to you, especially because of some of the things you were involved with. Yeah, this sounds actually correlated with some of what we've experienced. I this this seems like he might be closer to this than. Uh, what initially seemed so. Hmm. Uh, to the, uh, and this might be Dabrowski's warrior specialty. Are the uh, subjects anatomically correct, or are they distorted? They they seem both. There's there some of them are stretched way out of proportion. Um, similar to like Dolly's work, uh, limbs are stretched out and and so forth. Some of them have almost an exultant look, uh, like they're looking up into the heavens while their bodies are being tormented and stretched. It's, so oh. is the, oh. the muscles and ligaments, that's pretty well, like this guy's obviously seen it for real to paint so accurately. Well, or he just got a really good imagination. Artists usually know their anatomy pretty well. Yeah, I would if I would have to guess who was connected with the uh, gentleman who tried to kill Jasmina and who skinned those four young people behind the uh, motel. Um, yeah, I don't know the uh, the nature of his art. Again, I always feel like I sound like a crazy uh, conspiracy <laughs> well, nut, but well, it's, it's yeah. so much so often these things, this particular, the interest in this particular subject matter, doesn't feel coincidental based on the incidents we've seen in the town. Agreed. Is there a phone number to call for an appointment? There is. Write it down. Okay. There's a but. 
there's you said that there's right next to this is a dwelling is a, is a home right. right yeah that that's that's what the the phone book shows you as his residence i wonder if we call it <laughs> hear the phone ring up there did they have public phones back then like pay phones yeah maybe yeah. we'll say they do okay somebody will somebody yeah, will yeah, definitely correct us on the on the episode if we yeah. make a make <laughs> a phone access. call let's let's go give it a ring yeah yeah so uh if you want to i'll go uh i'll go dial dial the number oh, oh. yeah oh thank you i don't have a problem you uh you dial the number and as soon as you sort of hear the like this the rest of you can faintly hear a phone ringing inside the house mm-hmm. and it rings three or four times no answer okay and hang back up check to see if i got my uh leck or whatever the coin was back out of the thing uh, no answer Uh, anyone on the street? Um, you know, here and there down the street, there's people walking around. Uh, it's, part of, it's it's in the city, so it's, yeah. Does have a like? Um, is it like in between two buildings, or is there like a like a walkway that you can go down the side of it? And maybe see if there's a back. <laughs> it's like in a um. It's like in a uh, sort of a downtown sort of feel. So there are other shops and there are other things around. Uh, yeah. So it's it's a shop then with a yeah. residence next to it. And then other the, shops. And other yeah. Shops. I get the feeling if I broke the window, someone would notice quickly. What what time is it right now? We'll say that it's, um, I don't know, four o'clock in the afternoon. Okay. So... Just trying to size up. Maybe he just stepped out for uh, a bite to eat or something. We could wait. I mean, we don't have to break in. We don't. Yeah. We don't have to always go to breaking in. <laughs> what? Just, what? We, what? <laughs> never, we never always. We we never go to break in. It just happens. I'm, yeah, gonna, just, I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna go to the neighbor shop okay if, if they're open and is jasmine with us so we have to <laughs> speak the language sure yeah so go over there and uh i'll go in and i'm not even gonna pretend i'm browsing i'm just gonna go in and go oh i was uh wanting to get an appointment with the uh the artist next door ha- have have you seen him or is he out of town oh uh dragon is out of town he's uh in uh, zagreb right now Oh, he's in the uh, group. He should be back in a couple of days. Oh, okay. Oh, dang it! I thought it'd be my lucky chance. Uh, you know, with the stay staying overnight with the tracks being broken, that maybe I could get a, a chance. But ill fortune, ill, Ill luck. I'm sorry, I couldn't help you. Yeah, that's okay. So I, I would like you all to do spot hidden rolls. Uh-huh. Ooh, 32 is a fail. Hard. He's got, he's got his eyes on, on Jasmine. Eh? Yeah. So, 35 is a regular success. <laughs> so, Theodore. Regular also. 
kind of out of the corner of your eye. Um, there are other people walking about. Um, a little ways down the street, uh, you see a woman and a man uh, come out of a building, and uh, they stand there conversing for a few moments before they begin to walk. Um, well, maybe this is predicated on, were you in uh, Vanessa's apartment? Do you remember if you were in Vanessa's apartment? No, I believe uh, Theodore I, went out. Was it? it was, yeah. it was um, Roland and myself. Yeah. Okay, so let's, even though you passed, we'll just give it to, let's say Roland. Um, you notice this woman and man. Uh, there were pictures of Vanessa on the mantelpiece. There were pictures of her mother and stuff like that. You're almost dead sure that's Vanessa coming out from that shop. Oh, uh, yeah. And she is with a well-dressed, suited man, uh, rather severe, which maybe that's what Theodore notices. It looks like maybe one of the people that was on the platform trying to get to Yasmina. Mm -hmm. They don't notice you. We have, uh, as we feared, the faces that were taken are being used by agents of the skinless ones. That is what that face belonged to the murder journalist. I suspect that person has all their teeth. Uh, should we, is it uh, foolish to try to follow them to see if they have a local lair? I, I don't, I think it would be foolish for myself to follow. Um, I, I'm but somebody good. who is more experienced not being seen. I'm I'm pretty good at not being seen. Okay. So you're gonna follow them? Are the what are the rest of you going to do then? Um, we'll be let's... in this cafe so we don't look okay. out of place, I suppose. Go to a cafe. So Gunter, oh. uh, are you alone? I would like to go with Gunter. Don't want Gunter okay. to be alone. Oh, okay. <laughs> if that's you. should, is it is that okay? I don't want to. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe, uh, maybe be a hang back. It's a it's easier yeah. for one person to hide than two. Yeah, exactly. All all well, tail. You, you find too that you can sort of pretend to be looking in shops mm -hmm. through the window. They haven't noticed you, and they seem to be walking now in the opposite direction. So it's fairly easy to follow them. You just okay. look like people on the street. Mm -hmm. They go down the street. They make a turn. You're sort of following them. And they come to a place that is um, Hovart's, Hovart Brothers Butcher Shop. Oh. And they both go into the butcher shop. And after a few minutes, they don't come out again. Hovart Brothers Butchers. They're in okay. the butcher shop. Way longer than somebody would be in the butcher shop, unless they have some business. Mm -hmm. uh, in just how big is the the butcher shop? Is is it is it like a big store, or is it like a no, little one you can kind of poke your head around back to see if they're out back? It's like a little, um, you know, a little you know butcher shop like they used to have. There's 
yeah, bit of a like room smaller. there's a counter. Yeah, got it. So not massive. Okay. Lots of raw red meat. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, nothing uh, competing. Well, as I kind of uh, walking toward it, I'll kind of um, look in and you know, in the shop, I assume there's like a butcher there that's going to sell meat to people and everything. It looks like a normal store. Are you going to go in or are you just going to walk by the door? Well, uh, when I first glance, if it kind of looks like a normal store, I'll go in. If it looks like, hey, these guys are whispering to each other i'm not gonna open the door so there's a large large window in the front and you can Mm -hmm. see that there are animal carcasses hanging you know butchered meat um sausages uh chickens geese things like that there is a definite smell of meat in the Mm -hmm. room uh there's a big glass counter of course with all kinds of meat in it like this and when you glance through the window you don't see the lady or the man in there But it looks like it's functioning as an actual butcher shop. There is a guy behind the counter chopping meat, uh, dressed in, you know, white with red stains of animal juices on his clothes. Mm -hmm. Did you want to go in? Yeah, I'll go in. Um, I'll I'll make sure Theodore sees me go in. Oh, yeah. I... I (laughs) So the man, the man behind the counter, brings that knife down whoosh, like this. And, uh, he looks up at you and he says, "Can I help you?" Uh, oh, he says it in. Uh, yeah, he's going to be saying it in Serbo Croatian. Yeah. So you can oh. tell that's what he means, though. When he yeah. So as I'm kind of looking around, I'm looking to see if there's an obvious uh, door to steps or anything. Well, and then then I'll say in German, South. So, you know, I'm looking for like some. That that meat souse. Okay. Um, there is definitely back rooms. There's there's mm-hmm. ways into the other parts of the building. Um, he actually does speak German. Oh. So when you say that, uh, he says, uh, "Well, I don't have any of that uh, in stock right now. I do have uh, uh, flavored sausage, cool cool which is." Uh, Oh, I'll just say that he, he mentions that it's like one of their specialties. Oh, okay. It's got yeah. all, all kinds of interesting secret ingredients in it. Oh, secret ingredients. Uh, like uh, s- stuff I couldn't get <laughs> get in uh, Germany. I totally understand. I, I'm quite quite interested. Uh, I, how do you eat it? Do you, is it uh, cooked or do you, uh, on a sandwich? He, he begins to explain all that to you. Do a psychology roll. Okay. I actually got decent psychology. Not that good. Okay. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> well, then I'll tell you that he smiles like a shark. Mm-hmm. And he, uh, he gives you a really creepy feeling. You know? Okay. Uh, and he doesn't seem... He, he seems like he's feigning being friendly, but he's definitely a hostile, secretive individual. Okay. Well, I'll tell him I'll, 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 I'll take some. Uh, you know, I, I've got a, uh, a date with this jur- journalist, Vanessa, tonight. And oh, see, wow. what, see what his reaction is. 
Well, he gives you the eyebrows, like like you suddenly come under extreme scrutiny. You sure you want to proceed? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm saying there. I, I've got my eye on the door. <laughs> Vanessa, he says. Yeah, yeah. And she uh, writes for the, the paper. You've read her articles? He, um, he grabs the butcher knife, or the, the butcher, the cleaver. Yeah. Um, and with a smile on his face, he begins to move towards coming around the counter to where you uh, are. I start coughing and go, oh, I don't want to cough on you, meat. And I I don't even try and hide that I'm, I'm booking it. <laughs> okay. Um, out the door you go. Uh, and uh, uh, he opens the door up behind you and he steps right out into the front of the shop with that cleaver in his hand looking at you. Uh, where is Theodore? <laughs> I'm like a half block away across the street, just sort of looking. <laughs> I'm keeping an eye on the door, but I'm and just, you, I'm uh, not like. I'm not right outside the. I'm like across the street, reading a paper, having a smoke. And uh, Gunter, are you running towards uh, Theodore? Yeah. Okay. I know my special. Um, that is. <laughs> if the guy you, stands if, there for a second, glaring at you. Go ahead. I'm sorry, Theodore. If if Gunter just runs past me, I'll stay there. But if Gunter's running towards me, communicating to me, then I'll book with him. Are you? Uh, uh, I mean, you're giving him the look like, let's get the fuck out of here. Yeah, I, I give him a look like, oh. <laughs> okay, all right, so if that's pretty obvious, then I'll book too. So you if you don't glance see back, run often. So. As, you, as you glance back, uh, uh, he's standing there in a, in a kind of, uh, you know, uh, defensive sort of stance in front of the butcher shop. And then very quickly, he turns, runs back into the building like he is going to alert someone. By then, you guys are gone down the street. Okay. So that's, yeah. So they are our adversaries. We need to, we need. I think that's their hideout. (laughs) Yeah. Well, but they're alerted now. So. I knew we were here already. But. <laughs> so, yeah, we need to communicate. So, this. you guys are going to run back to the cafe where everybody else is at? Yeah. Because uh, the others were in the cafe. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. So, you guys all get back together again. And Gunter and Theodore are both panting. Um, uh, yeah, that was uh, definitely her face, and uh, I think they're uh, they own a butcher shop. That's handy for them. They like to have many uh, sharp implements to hand. Uh, is the uh, butcher shop? Is it uh, an isolated building or is it part of a row of shops that are connected oh you did it's part of a row of shops 
Yeah. It makes it harder for us to set it on fire or also figure out where they have tunnels and secret rooms and all these things. Yeah, one basement could lead into the next building's basement and so forth, or even the sewers. Is there any advantage or any need for us to press them there? We don't need anything from them. They don't have, or do they, the blade? Hmm. Mm. I think before we try and search that, we should stick with our original plan. And I'd rather work with a tired face, a tired watchman, than a guy that knows his way around a cleaver. Oh, and also who will recognize you? Mm -hmm. The heavy set German speaker who came by and prodded the bear with a stick. Mm -hmm. it's informative certainly but uh, yes I'm glad you still have your own ham hocks you <laughs> could have lost his ham hocks um, so what's your next move I wonder if we should take Jasmina to the uh, along with this to break and enter or whether we should Try to put her someplace safe while we engage in such skullduggery. I wonder what it's safe. I mean, maybe perhaps it is always best for her to be around five bodyguards, even if not all of us are as equipped for combat. It's a pity she's not a local girl with information about the Horvat family and things like this. It might be useful to know how deep the reach of the skinless ones is in this town. Huh. This time of year, it should be fairly dark by seven. Yeah, it's getting there. Hmm. We think, I think it would be best if we could be, uh, maintain the rules of the, of the uh, nightly lockdown. We don't want to come back with a magical blade and run into military outposts, making sure that um, everyone's locked in bed by 9.30. We I mean once we have once we have the knife, I don't know how much longer we can stay here. Yeah, we need to find right? out. How if, like we've been we've been thwarting these people for the last couple of days across multiple countries. Um so they might not know us personally, but if they've identified that whoever is interrupting them are now all here, um, they could be calling for reinforcements from elsewhere. Perhaps one thing we could do, um, uh, I don't I don't speak the language, but we could have Jasmina leave an anonymous tip with the military saying that we spotted some of these communists in this butcher shop. Yeah. Yeah, 
hidden, hidden headquarters. Yeah, so they tear the place up looking for any hidden compartments or such. Oh, we did not alert the authorities about the uh, destruction of Vanessa's home. That's right. Right. We just skedaddled. I wonder whether the authorities are aware that that's a murder scene. And as it was the it's, case... With, it's going to be difficult, though, to say that it's going to be a murder because they're going to see somebody who's Vanessa. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Well, that's... I wonder also... I wonder about the sequence of events in this regard. If they find... If they know that the left-wing journalist Vanessa is dead or suspect that she is... Uh, then they might not believe that she's hiding in a secret room in the butcher shop. Well, we don't say who necessarily is hiding in the butcher shop. We just say... Yeah, a know. little note. I think that the communists hiding in Horvath's. Mm -hmm. I saw a woman that I recognized. Yeah. She was under suspicion. I don't know. Yeah, it's, And it's as far as you know, there is still... Four of the rebels on the loose. Yeah, loose. So I say we do that. I like that. And if they find dead human bodies being skinned back there, you know they're gonna they're gonna mop up whoever the hell was who's in there. Well, the worst that happens is uh, they go in there and they just delay in a bit. You know, it, all governments have bureaucratic red tape. <laughs> yeah. So even if it's just taking them into custody and processing them and letting them go, they're still detained. While well, we could find the blade and then hope the the train tracks are cleared for us to get going again. We need to get we need to get accurate word as to when the train can depart. Because if it's still three or four days and we get the knife today, that means we're gonna have to really lay low for I don't uh, see why we are, uh, have a greater urgency once we have the blade. After all, it's a very powerful weapon. If we have to wait three or four days, I would rather wait with the powerful weapon than without it. I, I don't know if I agree with the late uh, doctor about destroying it. There may be a key to, to ridding ourselves of the simulacrum in the end. Well, I was thinking maybe it's the key to destroying that thing. Yeah, uh, I, I, I suspect they are linked in some capacity. Yeah, I'm just a little fearful from what we've seen of other past magical think, sort of weapon uh, items. I think, regardless of what we decide to do with the knife, I think getting the military to that butcher shop as soon as possible is a top priority before they yeah. can do whatever the hell it is they're going to do now that they've seen at least Gunther. That's a call. That's a phone call to uh, to authorities. Uh, Jasmine, are you, are you up to that? Or yeah. at least can translate? Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure that'll, that will, if we cause that uh, sort of suspicion, they're, they're all paranoid right now. Mm-hmm. They won't even be thinking clearly. They'll just go in there and raid the place. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, and if they go in quickly, they might find uh, the uh, you know a human hand sticking out of a meat grinder, and then yeah. All right. So, um, you uh, you make that phone call, 
and uh, Yasmina, she acts. She, she's 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 very intelligent. So she tells them, just you know, uh, I, I have on the best authority that the rebels are hiding at such and such uh, a location. The, what was it the the Hovart brothers butcher shop? And then when they start to ask questions, she just hangs up the phone. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> All right. Well, hopefully that will at least complicate that so that they're not like coming after you. Us, yeah. yeah. Give them something else to think about. <laughs> yeah. Um, Slow them down. Give us give us a half day. So by now it is getting dark. Okay. Yeah, I say we should head over to the cement factory. Um, as you are heading towards the cement factory, you can see a number of cars that are leaving that area. So it's probably people going home. Uh, it's it's locked up for the night. Um, there is a fence around the property, but it's just a regular chain link fence. Uh, nothing substantially, you know. Uh, it's not like a barbed wire or anything like that. Oh, okay. Um, it's got forest on one side, um, and it's a, it's, it's basically one very large building. You can see a place where they would load rock, uh, into a, uh, what would you call it? Like a, a hopper that would then feed it to a conveyor belt that would go up and drop it in the, the crusher. Um, so you guys are going to sneak inside. Yeah, maybe preferably from the side that's the forested side, so it's okay. not easy to see us exactly penetrating the fence. Okay, without too much difficulty, you uh, you can get into the building. Uh, there are a number of large machines inside. You're not quite sure what each of them does. You, you sort of guess. Um, there is also the the building itself is not completely enclosed. There is a large opening uh, up high on one side where the rock and stuff comes in on the conveyor belt and stuff like that. Um, you guys can do. Uh, the, who who has the highest operate machinery? That's <laughs> Armand Yes, heavy operate heavy machine. Yeah. I have a whole one percent. So yeah, me too. Ooh, coincidental. That Let's uh, go my forty percent. Forty percent. As long as you got thirty-five percent or more. Which I don't even know why I have that much enough for it. You know, it's, it's pretty. Young. It's pretty easy for you to figure out how you turn the power on, how you would start the machines if you needed to start them. Um, However, you're not you know starting up the machines, but you do see that there is grease on the machines. There is, of course, a, a, a fairly decent amount of powder, uh, cement powder on the floor. It's just it's part of the air when this thing is going. Um, do a spot hidden for me. You can all do the spot hidden. Oh yeah, come on. Oh yeah. <clears throat> 82. I am probably too busy constantly looking over my shoulder. Wow. 58, just a success. Oh, three. I can't beat that. (laughs) No, he's my 12. 
Yes. So as Theodore, you are standing in the middle of this area and you are kind of kicking away the the cement dust on the floor. You do notice a place where there is a large stain and you're pretty sure it's a few days old. It's brown, but it's probably blood. Aha. The fact that it was kind of covered up by the dust. Uh, it, it, lo- it looks like it could be a grease stain, but... You're pretty sure it's a... Doctors, okay. this... Uh, uh, Yasmina. A little delicacy, perhaps. Um, Jasmina's pretty tough. You know, she knows her father's been murdered. <coughs> she, uh, she looks at it and says, yeah, you can sort of see um, something... Maybe uh, the way it's splattering, um, I would almost say gunshot. And it and it's, looks like a lot, I'm guessing, because head head wounds, uh, that's a ton of blood. It doesn't look like enough for a head wound, but huh. the, uh, the head wound on the body might have been something done to cover up the, there might not have been a lot of blood because it was, he was already long dead. Oh. Um, in this case, it looks like a gunshot because there's kind of a conical shape to the the splatter. Mm-hmm. If we determined where the night watchman is, is there a little cabin with a light on somewhere? Um, you don't see any night watchman. All right. So we should be stealthy because they have already committed a murder on the site. Yeah. But maybe, yeah, I mean, normally a place like this, what are you going to steal is a rock. Uh, Dorian looking around, Dorian looking around and figuring out how the machines sort of work. Um, the rocks would, would be crushed and then fall into a hopper, and the hopper would shake, and it would sort of sift through the rock, and then large pieces of the rock would go back into the conveyor belt and go to get crushed again. Uh, until they're small enough. Uh, but you'll have to kind of climb up, maybe, you know, 10 feet up on the side of this machine, which is greasy, to look in the in the hopper. Any volunteers? Well, I, I'm little. I mean, I'm size 55, so if somebody wants to... I'm only I'm size forty five, so I can... oh, there you the go. Rungs. <laughs> These machines of course in. have things to climb on all over them. I'm so, a tiny yeah. man. All right, well I guess you'll be the easiest to catch if you slip. Yeah. And you'll also know so, what you're looking at up there. Yeah. Is it is there any rope or anything we can like sort of secure so it could help stabilize him? Well, there's there's no rope, but this large machinery needs maintenance, so it's got kind of built-in ladders and things all okay. over it. Yeah, that should be so fine. You You'll be up. fine. They're all metal. Yeah, yeah you got runs. Uh, and what's the worst that can happen? Fall so, damage. yeah, you could fall in and crush them. <laughs> we could take little bits of Dorian home with them. Mm. We could piece you back together again. It Don't worry. I love that question right. in the Call of Cthulhu game. <laughs> all right so you climb up uh you can see that there is gravel and stuff 
uh, trapped in the hopper, but you'd almost have to climb into it in order to uh, get stuff out of the way in case it's just lying on the bottom under the gravel. So up Dorian goes. Do, do you climb in? Uh, looks perfectly safe. Of course it looks perfectly safe. Um, I'm just going to check around, just make sure. Okay. Let's you can basically check around in the gravel that's near you, but you yeah. can't get to the other side of the hopper unless you climb inside. Is, is there like noticeable power cables going into the machinery? Can we like oh, yeah. make, make sure that they're turned off, like the power's off, so you'd have to turn the power on and turn it on before it accidentally came on? Yes, it seems obvious that that's the case. There are large okay. things. Okay. So I just want to make sure off. that there's a secondary off that's also off. Learned our lesson from like the, the clock Dorian pebbles as I am about <laughs> to climb in. All right. I will Good climb in. Good luck. <laughs> All right, so Dorian. Paranoia. <laughs> so, Dorian, you climb in. Do a spot hidden for me as you're rustling around in the gravel. The gravel's kind of sharp uh, and it's dusty. I I just a regular success. Okay. Um, you're you're cleaning it out, and after a couple of minutes, you're kind of convinced. I don't think there's anything in here. Certainly nothing that doesn't look like gravel. The rest of you are looking up towards where Dorian is, I assume. Um, do a spot hidden. 59 is a regular success. Zero eight. Ninety-five. Still just hard, but... <laughs> so those of you who passed, um... You hear a rather alarming um, metallic clang as if something is landing on a piece of metal somewhere. Uh, Dr. Neruda, you got uh, eight, did you say? I did. <laughs> Gunter got the eight. Gunter, you look up at the hole where the stuff comes into the building, mm -hmm. and there is something shadowy that has just leaped up onto the edge of that hole and it looks like what Dorian described being outside of his window. Uh, you get a chance for just a moment to see it and it does a kind of, you know, frog leap into the room and lands on the ground in front of you guys. Yep. Um, the thing, how, how I could describe it, uh, where is he? Um, it's it's shockingly bizarre. It looks like a boar's head with not horns, but big tusks coming out the side of its mouth. But its head, that's what its head is. Its body seems to be that of a, a gorilla oh. with huge hairy black muscles. Um, its legs seem to be like goat legs mm -hmm. um, with little hooves on the end of it. And the damn thing is wearing a cape like a uh, superhero. <laughs> and when it lands, it snarls and is going to immediately attack. 
So who's going to attack? Dorian's fortunately safe up there on the thing. Uh, it's going to attack Thursby. Yeah, because <coughs> yeah, I, I didn't see it, so it totally surprised me. When I, it I hit the ground, it. it made a big clunk. Yeah. So you turn and you see this thing with its huge gorilla yeah. hands lunging towards ah! What do you do? I try to draw, but obviously not fast enough. Well, you can try to dodge them if you want. Sure. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Look at this. Where's my dodge? Oh, cool. It's been worked up a little bit. Come on, please be helpful. Be good. Oh, mm. uh, okay. I'm going to spend luck. I will spend. Oh, does this work in dodging? Can I dodge with luck? Yes. Yeah. You just can't okay. push it. Okay. All right. Yeah. So I successfully dodge with eight points of luck burned. Out. Okay. Um, what as it leaps forward, it's it's big, massive hand sort of hits you on the shoulder, uh, but the result Ooh. is it pushes you out of the way as it lands. Uh, it's then going to try and spin and get. Um, Actually, it's going to stick with you, so yeah. it's it's going to continue to attack you. But everybody else can go now. Uh, <laughs> is there are there shovels or picks or anything about? Yeah, we'll say there are shovels. Yeah, my green screen's freaking out. Yeah, I want to grab something and swing at it. Okay, you grab, let's say, a shovel um, while it's trying to. Uh, get Theodore, it's not really paying attention to you, so go ahead and swing and see if you hit him. It's fast, though. 22 is exactly a hard success on Fighting Brawl. Nice. Okay, so you hit him. Do uh, What would that be, like a club? Uh, we'll say uh, 1d8 plus damage. So just 1d8 is established. I'm, I'm a small person. Eight. <laughs> yes. You uh, well, you bring that. that shovel down on the creature's head, and there is a noticeable clang as you bring it down, and the creature stumbles forward and sort of goes flat on its face uh, next to where Theodore is. Um, but it's immediately, although it's you know doing the sort of dizziness, it's it's trying to get back up. Uh, Roland, what are you going to do? Um. Uh, it seems to me that uh, it would be very helpful to have a blade that could cut anything when faced with the figure of this strange hybrid creature. But um, I think uh, first thing being first, um, I have to... Uh, get Yasmina out of the immediate danger of this thing. So I'm looking for some part of this metallic structure that is maybe small for a creature of this girth to get inside. And we can push her inside there and uh, reassess. Well, I'm not sure there's anything like that. You mean like a crawl space or something? Yeah. Um, An area under a stairwell or something. Yeah, I will say that she just immediately 
gets uh, there's like a metallic stairways and she just gets underneath it uh, oh, so that she's not quite there um did you want to do anything other than that the creature I, is attacking theodore i don't uh, trust my ability to impact the ability of the thing in any meaningful way uh, unless perhaps we can find the knife um and I'm so I'm going to scramble up, maybe up the stairs that Yasmina went under. I'm okay. looking for other places <laughs> where you might be gathering. Do a luck for me. How oh, is my luck right now? A little better than a coin. Oh, regular luck. There's a fire axe uh, ah. up the stairs on the wall. All so right, you're exactly. running for the fire axe. Yeah. Uh, Gunter. Uh, so what I'm going to do, because uh, I assume it's kind of dark in here and and everything. You have your flashlight. So, yeah, so what I'm, I'm going to do is uh, try and shine my flashlight into its eyes because my mind, oh, well, if it's dark, you get a bright light shining in your eyes. Suddenly you can't see. It's currently face down trying to get up because it got clobbered on the top of the head. Oh, well, if he's uh, face down, then I'm going to swing my flashlight and try and hit it in the back of the head. Okay. Uh, why don't you try to do that? We'll call that a club once again. Uh, that is a regular. Um. So one... I don't think that's going to do 1d8. We'll say 1d6 plus your damage bonus. Since a metal. Four. Four. Okay, you hit it really hard, and once again, it sort of goes down onto the ground. Um, Dorian, you are right up above all of this going on. What do you want to do? Hide in the hopper? <laughs> no, not hide in the hopper. I, I do have, I do own a revolver. You see, I do have one. Ah. Just like, just you know, I'm not as uh, open about it as fear, though. I try to, you know, don't always have it. I'm not the best shot in the world. Uh, so I'm going to uh, basically get get out, but not fully out of it. Maybe try okay. and then <laughs> and aim, aim and then shoot. I guess. Okay, I, I, you're going to aim and shoot. I'm going to let you go ahead and do uh, attempt it with a bonus because you're kind of right there. I have the high ground. You have the <laughs> <a> high ground. <laughs> Kuda Vader. <laughs> thank God for the bonus. No, thank no God for the bonus because that's even worse. Um, you fire, you fire. Your bullet hits the cement nearby. Um, Theodore kind of looks up at you because it's kind of hitting the cement in between him and the monster. Um, uh, would would a ninety eight or ninety nine hit me? <laughs> It's you didn't baby. roll a ninety-nine, did you? No, no, no. no. I, I I rolled an eighty. So you know, okay, yeah, it's not fine. a fumble. <laughs> uh, so Theodore, you're 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 kind of on the ground, but you're rolling back onto your feet. If I can, I'm just backing up, and and if I can get a shot at it, I'll I will. But <laughs> if it's right on and attacking me again, then I'll take the attack, whichever. It's it's right next to you, and it's still face down, trying to get back up again. Uh, well, I'll just put the gun right in its side and discharge it as I try to back up. Okay, go ahead and uh, just fire. Uh, 
would would I get a bonus being I'm essentially just putting it right in its side and pulling the trigger? I, I'll say that you're going to hit it unless you roll a 99 or a 100. In oh, which case, look. it's just going to sort of accidentally backhand your, your gun. It possibly happened. Oh, hey, look, it's actually a decent shot. It's 15, which is an extreme. Uh, All right. So, boom. Uh, do your damage. What is it for? It is D10 to... Oh, that's it. Ah, oh, seven. Oh, well. Seven points. Kapowski. Okay. You, you hit it, and blood splatters across the room. Um, the creature has this very strange, odd, animal-like, you know, scream. Um, doesn't sound like any particular animal. It sounds like uh, maybe multiple animals at the same time. Uh, but it rolls over, and the the, the really totally discord uh, uh, disconcerting part is that it's wearing a stupid cape. You know, so it's it's rolling over on this cape. It's rolled over onto its back. Um, it's clawing at the air. And if an animal can look pathetic, it looks pathetic. Um, but it's injured and it can't get up. Uh, what are you going to do? You could all easily, any one of you could coup de gras pretty pretty easily. Okay, so I, I just I back, continue backing up and uh, um, yeah, don't wait. Yeah, surrender. Uh, uh, Jasmina, can you talk to it? She tries saying something, but the creature doesn't seem to comprehend. Uh, and then it's trying to get back on its feet to continue its attack. I'm going to oh. gra- grab its cape. <clears throat> Just put it of, off balance. Yeah, yank. Yeah, you can easily do that. And and Doctor Neruda, you're going to hit it with the shovel again. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead, hit it with the shovel. Or attempt. Fifty is not good. Okay. You you bang around, but you don't actually do it any damage. But Gunter, you do pull it off as it's trying to get up. You pull it off its uh its balance, and it it falls back over again. It seems kind of clumsy. Mm-hmm. I get a chance, I'll curb stomp him, just stomp on his head. Okay. Well, yeah, I mean, so it's not responding to Jasmine. Uh, no. Yeah. I'll, and it okay, seems I'll... to be injured and in pain, but it also seems determined to attack you. All right, I'll just put another round into it if possible. Okay. I think Gunter right. was going to try to stomp it. Oh, we'll say that sorry. Gunter yeah. stomps yeah. it and you, yeah. you, you fire into it. Um, and it stops. it stops moving. And it's just laying there bleeding out to the floor. In the hell? We gotta we gotta move. <clears throat> um is the cape the only article of clothing it's wearing? That's correct. Yeah. Okay, so like no pockets or anything to search. I search the cape right. for pockets or anything. But... Okay, so you're looking closely at this thing mm-hmm. as you're doing it. Uh just to say. Um, I have COVID. <laughs> um, so uh, you start looking this thing over. The cape looks like it's kind of crude, mm-hmm. but it's definitely sewn. So uh, somebody made it, uh, and it's 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 tied just like you tie a cape. 
but you begin to notice that the places, this thing definitely seems like it's composed of multiple animals. Huh. Only you can't find seams. There's no place where the goat legs attach to the gorilla torso that aren't just perfect. Like there's no scar, there's no stitching. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's almost as if it grew that way, maybe. Or, but it's definitely a, a gorilla's torso, and definitely a, a a boar's head, and definitely goat legs. Hmm. I mean, you I look like, like you could maybe even identify that it's a an alpine goat or a, a lowland gorilla. I'm gonna make a sanity check real quick. Yeah, you can make sanity oh, checks. Yeah, that's right. Is good. Yeah. Oh no! This, this thing, yeah, I failed. This thing bothers me. <laughs> this thing really bothers me. Seventy-four. Yeah, you can just take, you can take one or two points of sanity. One or two. <laughs> I already had a breakdown over this thing at night, so I'm okay. <laughs> There's definitely places where the one animal connects to the other, but the the work if if this is some sort of creation by somebody is is flawless the uh hmm. and, and these animals shouldn't work together you know what i mean yeah um, it's like somebody was just being creative or imaginative but if there is surgery it's flawless Jeez. i wonder if this is uh from the butcher shop uh is this is kind of where Theodore shot it? I uh, you know, does it still have body heat like it was alive and actually producing warmth? Yes, it was alive and it's still okay. warm, and mm. uh, it's taken da- the damage that you would expect if you shot an animal or yeah. clobbered does, one over the head with a shovel. Does the cape have like a um? Like, has whoever sewn it, like, left, like, a little, like, a name or anything? Goofy Louis Vuitton. (laughs) Is it it a lined cape? Like a cape you would wear uh, to protect you from the cold? Or is it very decorative-seeming? It's it's mostly just um, a piece of red cloth that's been hemmed around the edges. Maybe if, if you undo it and take it down, it's actually a rectangle. Maybe it's a tablecloth. Like it, no. it grabbed the cloth and like tied it around itself. Yeah, for some <clears throat> bizarre, disconcerting reason. Like a child. But it's yeah. definitely the thing that Dorian thinks that he saw on the window. Uh, and it yeah. makes me wonder whether this artist, this dragon, is a more skilled doctor. In a way, this is a surrealist piece, no? The juxtaposition well, and of the disparate things. Reminiscent of his art. Mm. I just, maybe I've been reading too much uh, fantasy. I just hate to imagine that this was that artist, like a Mr. Hyde. Yeah, I feel terrible. We had to kill it. It, it attacked us and it would have. Who knows what damage it would have done to us if left unchecked, but... Well, the strength of those arms, it could tear one and a half. 
yeah. we had no choice. Uh, however, two or three shots have been fired, so the militia will be here very shortly, and we uh, need to find the blade. Yeah. Any progress, Doran? Is there oh. anything? You don't find any blade. No, there was nothing up there. And nothing around where the blood stain was? Nothing. No, there was nothing. Also, this were the the cement factories pretty far away from town, right? It's not embedded in town. It's like a mile outside of town. Yeah, so 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 there would have to be. Granted, you would hear a couple shots, but to really get a direction, an accurate direction for the fire, you know, that would be a pretty long shot to to. There's also hunting. Yeah, going I, so people hear I would gunshots too, all the time. Mm-hmm. Unless there was a patrol, like yeah. not far away, I think we're fine. I think we should. Didn't uh, seem likely. Yeah, we should uh, still operate like they're on their way because yeah. that's the most conservative response. So um, I'm going to start looking around on the around the machineries and stuff because Dorian says it's not up in the hopper. So like, I don't know, is there like trash cans that people will be like oh hey this thing didn't break down it's not going to break down so i just throw it into this trash can that gets hauled away or maybe there are things like that but you don't see any evidence of the knife okay so there are i i assume that there are different uh screens that sort the material until it is reaches the the fully pulverized uh is there some? Is there a conveyor belt in, in as part of this? I'm wondering if there is a, a bin of extra material that is at a different stage than the hopper where things are thrown initially. <laughs> yes, you would find all sorts of things like that. But I would say that after a thorough search, maybe of an hour, you don't find anything. There's just rock. Uh, there is a I also think that if you. Uh, there is a manager's office, yeah. I wonder if it's in the manager's desk and he knows that something, but not what it is. That hurts look. All right. The manager's office is not locked. Um, you go inside, there's filing cabinets and paperwork and and stuff like that, exactly what you'd expect from a cement factory. And, but you don't find any knife hidden in anything yeah they probably don't even need a safe or anything they bring the payday money on the payday and uh, so So at this point you you have pretty much convinced yourself that the knife is not here and yeah nor did you find any like gravel that had an unusual quality to it or anything as if it was crushed Hmm. and yet he was murdered here and take it off to the forest to disguise the fact. So maybe, I mean, perhaps. So I guess he was intercepted. He was. He came here with the knife, um, but then was killed. So they have it already, you think? That's what so I'm thinking why did this Whoever killed him has the knife. That's an interesting question. Uh, I mean, I guess it was fascinated in the sense of Dorian, right? Like, but why that is, I don't know. 
Yeah, because up until then, we weren't making a tremendous amount of noise to attract anything. It would have almost had to been not far away already. Hmm. What's with the cape? Yeah, uh, cape's weird. It's almost as though it was... Uh... I'd been raised as a child, yeah. Yeah, like childlike. And I did that when I was a child. I would tie capes on me and run around and pretend I was crushing the French. Yeah, we do a profession. Mm -hmm. hmm. You see how I handled that, Jasmine? Pretty good fighter, though. Yes, what do you think the thing is? Uh, I think it's some uh, experiment of sorts. A project. Yeah, with the twisted magic that they use to take a face off and then apply it. And then it, it looks... There has to be some horrific magic involved there. So it, it almost seems like that's what's going on here, only on a larger scale, not just with a face, but with everything. Hmm. I, I'm almost wondering, well, think about it. It's almost, I wonder if the simulacron itself isn't some weird manifestation of body parts being put together. And here we've got actual body parts put together. Well, they yeah. seem to be very interested in the mutability of flesh. I think that much is clear. Yeah. Um, hmm. Well, I mean, what are we going to do with it? Are we just going to leave it here? Do you think... So... Okay. Here's a weird thought. Hmm. Say it comes in here, the the wound to uh, the anthropologist. If it was self-inflicted, um, what if this thing took him out to the woods and took the shiny weird thing that he had, the knife? Maybe he has a yeah. home somewhere, and the knife is there. Yeah. Because, I mean, <laughs> the cultists have the knife. Uh, we we uh, brought the military down on that butcher shop, so maybe yeah. they responded to or tip off. So, And a creature like this might live in the woods, and the woods, uh, the hunting area, is not that far from where Dorian saw the creature so, at night. Thursby, do you think you could try to track it? I mean, it hopped up through there, but must have come from somewhere. Yeah, I, tracks I, the I, dirt I can or something. I can track on the ground, but on on pavement or obviously through flying, I, I can't really track that. This thing could fly, you said, or it leaped. It left. No, it leapt. It leapt up like an animal onto the ledge and then down into the into the room. So yeah, it had a lot I, I of could... leg strength. Yeah. yeah. 
like like what type of what type we're talking like 20 feet sort of leaping yeah yeah okay i could try tracking it like i right how we'd have to and it has goat feet so it would leave goat footprints yeah interesting tracks it's a shame we don't have a dog i think the thing probably has a very unusual aroma given its hybrid nature uh, so I'll, I'll give it a whirl. Yeah. It's we dark. Have to, we have to make it back uh, before the curfew, ideally. Uh, remind me the name of the uh, doctor that uh, Boric argued about, the, the fellow who thought that Boric was uh, excessively superstitious. Is that Todorovic? That's Dr. Belanzada. Belanzada, oh, yeah. Belan, not Boron, Belan. Yeah, yeah Dr. Belanzada, yeah. Yeah, a surgeon, a skilled surgeon. Perhaps he is uh, capable of a feat of this nature? I don't know. I didn't see any seams. Yeah, we're, we're there. We're, we're, we're still there, right? Yeah. Okay, okay. You still so gotta I'm just decide kind of what to do with the body. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm gonna take my flashlight, go back to the creature, and just really look like like pry open the fur, like 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 is there any scene at all? Or well, is this you, just smooth? Just you definitely can see where gorilla ends and goat begins or boar ends, mm-hmm. but there is no scar. It's almost as if the two different things had grown together, like they okay. were somehow fused together. So yeah. this is just, yeah. And it has, like, obviously it has a mouth and eats, so it has a digestive system. So it's, I mean, everything about it seems like it's a grown entity. I mean, I feel terrible. I mean, perhaps we'll follow these footprints and it will lead us back to the artist's house. Let's yeah, yeah on, we can. Yeah, let's put it on the conveyor and just run it through the cement machine. That'll get rid of the body. Yeah, but it'll grind and <laughs> no. splatter. The juice uh, is. I think. I think we just take it out in the woods and let it get scavenged by dogs yeah. or something. Yeah. Yeah, I have this fire axe. Also, we could make it a little easier for creatures of the night to carry off the bits. Honestly, I think it would be easier to make that separation uh, if it was in the woods and I didn't see what I was swinging at. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so we're well, in agreement. Well, we'll take this back out to the woods. Backtrack out of here. Chop it into pieces. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would like you then to do a spot hidden as you are chopping it into pieces. Oh, jeez. D8 is a regular success, barely. Regular for me also. Just those who are well, hacking it up? Well, yeah, as long as you're standing over the body looking. All right. Um, so now, in addition to what you already have seen, somewhat spectacularly, uh, when you cut into it, you realize that even the internal structure, the bones, the, uh, the blood vessels, and everything are perfectly stitched together without stitches um uh the aorta you know the the or the say the leg uh femur uh artery 
perfectly merges with the goat femur artery with you can tell the two differences hmm. but they seem to have been perfectly merged with one another um, no. this is the greatest this is the greatest uh, surgery that without any kind of uh, seams or or scars imagine if you could harness this power you could create a force you could, you could steal an opera singer's voice oh yeah spider kittens yeah the ability to join flesh to flesh seamlessly somewhat as we said earlier is in play and also it seems a, a bizarre sense of uh experimentation sort of oh. childlike not just the animal is childlike but the the whim of attaching these creatures together in unlikely patterns and where'd they get a gorilla body yeah. I mean, somebody has to know someone that's a zoo yeah is there a zoo in Zagreb? Uh, there's not. Hmm. Well, I'm again, I'm I just sure. keep I keep going back to that artist. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but first, uh, did did the when I look when we were looking through the window, did the because he had a bunch of surreal paintings. Did he have anything that was pretty similar to this? No. Okay. Hmm. And and this is all really dark, so I I don't think tracking it would even be a possibility at this time. Is is it is there anything obvious that that I could tell when we were traversing from the cement factory across the the whatever parking lot area to the fence to the forest was there anything noticeable at Not all really in that no, journey? no? Hmm. <clears throat> um were you going to try and well you were trying to see if you could uh, track um, unfortunately, yeah, I, the ground is a little cold, so it's not making very good impressions. You can yeah. see that the thing came from the woods. Okay. Um, um, and actually, giving so, yourself a a kind of a bearing looking at this, you get the weird feeling that this thing was tracking you. It was looking for where you were, perhaps so that it could attack. I mean, oh, I'm wondering if it found where we parked next to the woods before we went, we went into the woods to go through the woods to the fence to the cement factory. I wonder when it became interested in us, but something does come to mind. I mean, you brought up Dr. Bellanzada. I mean, that he's a man who, I mean, he's devoted his life to helping veterans of the war. Um, so, I mean, if he has an overlap of interest, I mean, the restoration of lost limbs. For Another theme we have seen in our travels so far. Yeah, if he can attach. And if he's going to 
practice such radical surgeries, why start on people? Uh, but does this suggest that he took a dislike to us and sends the creature after us? Or do we think perhaps the creature uh, followed Dr. Morich here and, and he was the one that smashed his head? No, we think it's a gunshot from the it's blood. It's a gunshot wound. That was a human. So, well, perhaps, okay. Here's something interesting. His friend's staying with him. He starts becoming paranoid, and he says he's seen a strange animal about. Dr. Bellanzada doesn't want anything led back to him, and so he eliminates his friend. Hmm. Well... And then he explains, oh, he left in a half because I called him superstitious, but I, yes, I haven't hunting, seen him. He went hunting with my gun in the woods, yeah, and I leave him with right. my gun in the woods after was I his, him with my it gun. It was his gun. He uses his little creature that's apparently good at tracking. I don't, God knows how, um, but it is. And, and he meets him in the cement factory where he's trying to dispose of a magical knife. Dr. Valenzaga doesn't give a shit about that. Although he, he might... and kills him. He might have the knife. It might be beneficial to his work in some way. So I think we need to go find Valenzaga. Well, he's probably yeah, at the hospital. The hospital I mean, or... Yeah. I mean, that's, he said he was working quite often. Perhaps we bring him a piece of his... I don't know, work mm. as leverage. I'm just. If we were to bring along the gorilla hand, we wouldn't have to show it to him in, unless it seemed necessary, but it's certainly good evidence that something is afoot. A hand. Mm. The hand is afoot. Yeah, <laughs> the monkey's paw, huh? <laughs> yeah. Something, something monkey-handed. So it's taking you a little while to to dispose of the body parts. Um, are you heading back? What are you going to do? Uh, is it curfew time? It's getting Curfew's close. Nine. Yeah, we should head back. Because just in case the the military did hear this and sent out a patrol, we, we don't want to well, be caught. Well, I mean, if we don't have anything we want to do, we wouldn't want to be caught out anyway for any yeah. reason. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Yeah. So. All right. Yeah. So you you head back uh, into town. Um, you head back to your uh, your hotel where you're staying. And uh, go back up to your rooms. You probably discuss this a little bit more. Um, is there anything else you want to do this evening? Mm. I can't think of anything. Can okay. Oh, so uh, is there is there any word at the front desk of uh, the progress on the track repair? 
Um, they're not sure. Maybe day after tomorrow. Um, there is also news in the newspaper that um, a headquarters for the uh, uh, the rebels uh, was raided, uh, and a number of bizarre, horrible things were found. They don't say exactly what, um, but they do mention that it was uh, uh, the uh, butcher shop. I think Mr. Horvath will not bother you anymore, Gunter. Good. It's he, a good uh, thing you didn't buy any of that sausage, though. Yeah, I I think I have a suspicion what his secret ingredient was. Yeah, there might even be some leftover gorilla in it, as far as we can tell <laughs> at this point. Uh, we had a horrible man like that in Germany a few years ago. Oh, yeah. Up. That monster Grossman. Yeah. Mm. Sneeze. Um, all right. So the evening passes um, without much difficulty. You guys find your sleep disturbed just because it's really freaky. Yeah. Um, the aches and pains you are feeling from uh, the uh, the simulacrum are still there, and uh, perhaps they're getting a little bit worse as as you're progressing. Um, but I'd like you all to do once again. Uh, are you are you taking any precautions? I'm definitely locking my doors, locking my windows, sleeping with the uh, simulacrum pieces close to me. I'll keep my forty-five uh, right by me. Yeah, given there might be another wild gorilla on the loose, um, definitely locking windows, locking doors. Okay, January, so it's cold anyway. <laughs> so, in the middle of the night, I'd like you all to do. Uh, we'll just call it a Constitution roll. Ooh, 21. 04 is an extreme. Uh, regular. 86 is not <laughs> successful. 75 is not successful either. Those of you who uh, succeed, uh, there's a couple night times during the, the middle of the night that you are awakened and you are convinced that there is something outside your window trying to get in. just like uh, it happened to Dorian the other night. Something that's trying to be sneaky. If I, like, peek through the curtains, is another one of these? <clears throat> when you peek through the curtains, uh, Dr. Neruda, what you see is it looks like a large cat. Uh, maybe a, not not a domesticated cat, but maybe some sort of uh, not quite a big cat, maybe a, a jaguar or a puma or something like that, except that it very distinctly has a chimpanzee head. Uh, and when it sees you, it it tries to hit up against 
the window itself to get into your room and it startles you. You can do a sanity roll. <laughs> 34, rolling hot. Okay. Hey. It startles you. You you step back, uh, but uh, the others who, who passed also, you hear the noise uh, like there's something out on the balcony. Uh, you don't think it's hey. at your window, but it's, it's maybe at Dr. Neruda's window. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'll get closer to my window and peer out. Try to see. You see it. Um, it's another weird conglomeration of animals that seems to be trying to get into Dr. Neruda's room. Uh, it doesn't seem to be able to break. It doesn't have enough body mass to break the glass, but it does definitely have sharp teeth and claws. Mm. How do you want to act or react? Let's uh, start with Dr. Neruda. Um, I'm kind of at an impasse because I don't want to open up the window because I don't want it to come in and kill me. Um, but at the same time, if we don't deal with this now, I have a feeling we're going to have to deal with it later. Um, but I don't know. I, I'm, just, I'm just at the window, just staring at it, just keeping its attention, I guess. You're kind of uh, frozen a little bit in terror. Um, the other ones who passed and can see it on the balcony, what do you guys want to do? It's obviously trying to get into Dr. Neruda's room. Hmm. Um, uh, so, like, I'm, is this one of those things where if uh, we open the window, there's like a little balcony walkway, like a porch yes. or something out there? Okay. Right. Uh we can try and get a picture of it. Okay. Do you have a camera? Yeah. Go ahead and uh, I don't think you need a. Yeah. But uh, do you have a flash? You must have a flash. Yeah. One of those got, big attached yeah, yeah. things. That, yeah. I got pretty good photography skills. So you get a picture like Okay. <laughs> when your camera flashes, the creature is immediately startled. It leaps off of the balcony onto the ground and it runs for the woods. Mm -hmm. yeah, Almost that. acting like you injured it in some way when you flashed. Mm. And when I, uh, can I kind of go, okay, he's going toward the woods. Does it logically make sense? That was kind of the same way where we kind of inferred that other creature came from. And yes. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. Oh God, I'm so tired. Oh. The the uh, the story in the newspaper of the uh, the uh, Coda Vista. Um, were those sightings all at nighttime? Yes. Aha. So this might. Something here, yeah. Okie dokie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it seems like they don't come out in the daytime. You don't know whether they can't come out in the daytime or whether they know what they look like, so they don't oh, come yeah, out in the daytime. Hmm. Hmm. This summer, what You're also not sure whether the thing 
truly intends you harm or it's it's reporting to someone. Yeah. This There's didn't one, look one. like you could really kill you. It would scratch you up a bit and yeah. it'd be fairly easy to kill, probably. But yeah. Wasn't wearing a cape, was it? It was not. Okay. This was just animal. But once again, multiple animals. Hmm. Maybe set up a little cape for it. Good yeah, I should have sent it back with a little cape <laughs> that I says, friend. leave us the fuck alone. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Well, in I any think... case, nothing else happens that evening, but you are unnerved. Yeah. Yeah. And perhaps you don't get very much sleep. Wasn't sleeping good any. But eventually dawn comes. You wake up. And, uh, you are uh, You are once again awake. You also find in the morning paper that they believe that all of the rebels have been captured and that curfew is lifted. That should make the work on the train faster also. They won't have any diverted energies there. So yeah, the estimate that we will leave tomorrow is probably fairly good, which gives us a narrow window for recovering the blade. We need Just to find the, uh, it's Saturday now, the twenty seventh. We need to we need to find Bell and Zonaga. I hope yeah. I hope that the military gunned down those cultists in the butcher shop. Yeah. I Doesn't say were... whether they were gunned down or whether they were captured. Yeah. But yeah. But Ooh. if the newspaper alluded to startling activities then they're well underground and in chains yeah i'm going to uh, try and uh, develop my picture that i took like like maybe in the bathroom where it's dark or something not sure that you would have all of the chemicals and stuff okay yeah, probably well, we right know where we can get all the chemicals that's true <laughs> vanessa's house yeah that's true. although that's right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> what What do you think about going to the butcher's shop and seeing what's left behind? Uh, that I might. Mean, I as much as I like that idea, I also wonder if it's under observation. Yeah, it's probably great. completely closed up. By the, it's yeah. probably a crime scene. The police yep. are so trying to figure out what the hell. Yeah, they're just. I mean, I don't think that the military or the police know fully what's going on there. And, and I mean, the I'm clues... not sure how much of whatever the whatever was going on there. Um, I think much of the, it has been taken into evidence or destroyed. Um, the people who were there have been are in custody or they're dead. I don't think there's anything for us to find there other than drawing military suspicion right yeah true down true upon us, right just, i think yeah although I, I do think that the uh that that swift kind of response against them was was warranted i don't know how much more information we would have gotten other than mm-hmm. ascertaining if they had the knife but i don't think they do i think bellanzada has it yeah i think you're right is is there a map 
uh, of the of the region uh, at the in the lobby that we could just take a look at it. I'd, I'd be interested in the woods that we're suspecting these creatures to retreat to during the day. Is there anything unusually marked in the middle of it or, or somewhere embedded in it, like an old abandoned, you know, oh, here's John Doe's famous abandoned manor house or something? <laughs> Unfortunately, the maps are just going to show roads. Okay. Um, and there are a number of roads that go out into the woods, uh, but they might be going to houses or, or whatever. They don't okay. usually put little pictures of houses or anything on the end. Got it. So there's not like a landmark like, you know, oh, here's here's an ancient burial site for, you know, whatever, yeah. for visitors. Okay. This is not a huge tourist area, except for some people who like to go hunting. Okay. So the hunting think- grounds are kind of Put on the map that's it i mean we could tail bell and zada we could go by vanessa's house see if that's been investigated at all but she has she you had... also have bell and zada's phone number no we have had audience with him you spoke mm-hmm. to his niece was it we spoke with his niece, but we also went and had like lunch with the guy. He's met him. Um, he said that his schedule was usually he's, he pretty much only sleeps at home and then goes to the hospital yeah. and to the research lab um, to do work. And is the hospital the home of the research lab, or does no. he have a separate facility? It's his own private research lab. Out in the woods. Out in the woods. Uh, so maybe mm. we call the hospital and ascertain his schedule so we know when he will not be at his research lab in the mm. woods. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you managed to call... I'm sorry, were you going to say something? Yeah, I was going to say, Theodore, are, does someone have good pretty good at like maybe cartography or, or navigate? Because like we could... We could almost triangulate, you know, we saw this one thing take off from here. We saw it came from the cement factory. Well, those are two lines of bearings that <laughs> I assume we're going to cross somewhere. Well, I wonder if we can't just oh. figure out where where it is. I mean, I guess he mentioned the research lab. Yeah. Really I'll make it kind of easy on you. Um, <laughs> you call the hospital. Yeah, the hospital says that um, Doctor Bellanzada hasn't been in now for a couple of days, Um, and that he said that he was working on some research. So he is at his research lab. Um, And I'll just give you: if you call his niece, she confirmed. She says he hasn't even been home. Mm-hmm. He is at his research lab, and she will give you the road to take. Oh, get out there! But she will warn you; he doesn't like to be disturbed when he's doing his research. No, oh, no, he doesn't. Ooh, yeah, <laughs> me neither. <laughs> All right. So, so we should probably uh, um, tell the lodge that we are going hunting and bring some shotguns or things with us. Okay. Oh yeah. yeah, let's get some grouse. I think it's grouse season. 
Mm-hmm. Let's go into the forest with some shotguns. It'll be quicker right. for the chimpanzee puma. <laughs> so as you are going on the way out to the research lab, um, it is in a fairly thick thicket of woods, but it eventually opens up into a very large clearing, and you can see that there is an entire compound uh, that's there. You see um, that there are... Uh, maybe three one-story buildings and one large two-story building. Um, The whole thing, however, is surrounded by a uh, six-foot-high wall with barbed wire all over it and large wooden gates uh, in the front that are closed. Mm -hmm. And uh, from observing outside, can we see... uh any sort of parking lot and get a sense of a number of parked vehicles. You can guess. Yeah. Because you're kind of, let's say up a little bit on a hill. So you're looking down at the facility. Uh-huh. Uh, there is right inside of the, uh, right inside of the gate, there is a driveway and uh, there are a couple of vehicles that are parked there. And uh, now that you're really looking, you can see that what it looks like is there are at least four four buildings one of them is two-story and then there's another thing in the middle that has black smoke coming out of it so you think that it's maybe a big industrial incinerator getting rid of stuff <laughs> are, are, uh, are the, the you know, whatever whatever waste it might produce this research you know <laughs> do you guys have binoculars i i do okay uh, oh, wait a minute. A spot no, hidden wait, with a... wait. I don't know if I would have brought them with me. Actually, no, no, no. This is the next day. Going here, yeah, I would have brought them. Okay. Is that okay? Should I yeah. roll a lot? Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, we are we we're, <laughs> we're going under the pretenses of going hunting, so yeah, very okay. obviously yeah. wearing binoculars. I think fits in with. So the do whole. Theodore do a spot hidden with a bonus? Oh, thank you. Oh, so there's a twenty-eight. And then the twenty gets rolled into into a ten, so that's a eighteen. So I think that's either a hard or an extreme. One second, spot hidden. Okay, so it's a it's a hard hard. Okay, the first thing you notice is there is somebody walking around inside the compound. They seem to be sort of following um, a, a trail. Around the inside, there are, there are you know, okay. you can say sidewalks. They're not really sidewalks, but they're walkways and stuff like that. He seems to be walking back and forth like a guard. Like um, a guard. But looking closer, you realize that one of his arms is strange. Uh-huh. And that's when you realize that one of his arms is a chimpanzee arm. Dear God. Right. It's about the same size as his other arm, but it's more muscular. Wow. I I, uh, I relay this to my compatriots. But he's a, it's a person with a chimpanzee arm this time. Yeah. yeah. This is like Dr. Um, One of his patients, <clears throat> I guess, who feels a yeah. sense of loyalty or is employed. 
so the fence or the the compounds surrounded by a fence with barbed wire top does right. the forest get really close to it any does. of the, oh, oh on yeah. on like one or two sides or no like on three sides on three of the sides yeah. the forest comes right up to it oh that's great so i guess secondly from our vantage point is there uh is there uh light do we see any like towers or like big big lights in any Lighting particular up the direction. Compound. Does, yeah, does there, is there, what I'm looking for, are there like little, little holidays and where the light would cover at night? Probably not. Um, it, 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 I make it sound sort of severe, but it looks like, um, you know, a rather wealthy surgeon has had this constructed out here. It looks quite nice. The grounds are, okay are nice and it looks quite normal, not sinister at all, but it's obviously got some weird stuff going on. And since you're looking through your binoculars, something comes around the corner of one of the buildings and it's moving towards the, uh, the man with the chimpanzee arm. It looks like it's a sheep, but oh, how cute. there's something wrong where its head should be. And when you focus in, you can see that it has three cat heads uh, right next to each other on the shoulders of the sheep. And it goes up to, uh, it goes up to the guy with the chimpanzee and he pets it like it's a beloved pet. But it's walking around like it's a patrol dog, you know? Oh, wow. This is so bizarre. Well, one last question about the the compound. Do, Do are any of the buildings, uh, is there a side where the buildings are much closer to the fence than the others? Or is it like really well situated in the middle? I'm just thinking like if we if we breach the fence, it might be wise to do it from the side that there's the least amount of distance to quickly traverse to get to the building. So the driveway is kind of in the middle to one side. And the walkways go out from that. All four of the larger buildings are maybe five to seven feet from the fence itself. Each one of them is about the same. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, I was was picturing like there would have to be this mad dash across 100 feet to get to the buildings. Oh, that's wonderful. I relay all of this to the entire group. I mean, I wonder it's if maybe we don't just the whole knock. compound's only about eighty feet across. You know, okay. So it's not huge. It's not like a big gigantic hospital. Like if we <laughs> if we pretend that we're lost hunters, we knock on the door, ask for directions, and then do a listen. Old chimp man at gunpoint and sitting yeah. next to Bella. Was, oh, oh, new, sheep. new yeah, experience. Oh, I got a uh, hard on listen. It takes you a minute to sort of adjust your uh, to adjust your hearing, those of you who think. But you definitely can hear animals. Mm-hmm. You think you hear the roar of a lion. You think you hear, you know, squawks and screeches, barks. There's definitely, and that's actually coming from the building closest to you, as if it were some sort of, you know, kennel or storage area for animals. 
Man, here. The cover's good, but in the daytime, it's it's pretty much everything there is lit up. Yeah, and we the doctor, good doctor knows us, and everyone else, I assume, is rather shy about their condition. Yeah. <laughs> those, those that have human brains. Do we think, now, see, if you put the brain of a chimpanzee on a large-ish cat, then you have a trainable creature. Chimpanzees learn tricks. But the and just boars are intelligent, but I don't know how much you can train them to do things like follow people. Well, do we, we think didn't maybe really there's dissect any... the boar's brain. Yeah. Do we think there's human tissue inside these other creatures? Maybe. Yeah, I mean, how many of the things, I guess, inside the fence do we think are intelligent and capable of? Well, um, the thing on the ground, by now you probably see an additional one. Um, there is a pig that has a, like a, a sheep's head. Um, uh, these things are wandering around the way dogs would wander around, you know, in a, they're not restrained. They're not, they're not being chained and they're acting around the, the man as if, you know, they're friendly animals. Um, it might not be the same when, if somebody tries to break in, Yeah, but they don't really look that dangerous. Dangerous. Either. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, like a cat heads on, like on a sheep. They look I like bizarre experiments. Like they're they're yeah big. And maybe but... maybe perfecting the the art of of bizarre mutation. I mean, we don't even know what type of brain. Maybe they have human brains uh, uh, fused in there. Who knows? Yeah. Now the man is acting like a man. Yeah. And does he wear a uniform of any kind? Not really, but he's he's. Not not badly dressed. He's is he visibly kind of armed? Khaki brown. Oh, you don't see any arm, okay. any arms. Well, except for his well, he's arms. got that one uh, arm and the other arm. Yeah, <laughs> but it does look like that. That part of this might. He actually walks towards one thing, one of the buildings, and goes inside for a minute, and then comes back out. It looks like maybe it's a guardhouse, one of the buildings. So there may be more than one guard. Yeah. See, if they have like some sort of creature that has heightened senses to detect somebody approaching, like a guard dog, uh, that might guard spoil sheep. our our guard <laughs> sheep. Yeah. Oh, they might. the worst. <laughs> so, what do you think? Try try it's the main it's gate. A new, uh, it's a variation on a wolf in sheep's clothing. Um, <laughs> Oh, I mean, well, what I, do you mean, mean by... I, I mean, by, by one idea is to just knock, like pretending to ask for directions, and then take when the man comes to shoo us away, we take him hostage at gunpoint, tell him to call there... his weird, his, his, his sheep cat, yeah, or whatever, and uh, all right, ask for Bellinzada. But I don't know, uh, let's do it. Uh, this is so bizarre, all right. Yeah, this they're obviously using some sort of. I feel more weirded uh, out than I feel in danger. But I'm, I think I think we uh, think, I, we think Bill and Zada has that knife, which yeah, from so, the account we read about those medieval knights is yeah. a rather dangerous object. 
Yeah, I I think this is where we need to be. So if we ain't yeah. got a better idea, let's I'll go up there and knock. Yep, I'll go so with you. Quick quick question. Yeah. yeah. Do you want to go over time and continue this? Um, or do you want to pick up next week at this point? If we do that, then it's very likely we'll do part of the episode as this, and then part of it will start into the Neratio uh Detelius Corvus. When you're back on the train yeah well not to be selfish how, I, I mean i guess i, I am how, how long how much longer do you think yeah. this is gonna take well i mean i i hope i'm not really giving anything away but this is the end of the yeah well scenario. Not, yeah so we kind of figured that you know, obviously the weird animals are coming from here yeah 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 <laughs> so it's going to depend on how quickly you yeah yeah. Break in or whatever yeah. you're going to do. We know how quickly we do stuff. <laughs> I'll let you think about it because I got a huge yep. question. All right. right yeah. Yeah. I. Yeah, I'll come out and say I. I'm very very tired. Yeah, I, I like think you actually better. said involuntarily how tired you were. Yeah, I did. Yeah. It came, it came <laughs> out. And I was like, yeah. I think yeah, that's. I... A, I think that's a sign. And Josh yeah. seems not to be incredibly energetic and i yeah. honestly could have gotten some more sleep so let's call yeah, it yeah. yeah i am uh i've been dealing with a few things uh makes me get loads of messages that considering the hour it is i've been getting loads of messages and it's really offset my mood a little bit but yeah oh that sucks hmm Yes. So Tom, who has been, who's game deprived, is obviously looking to bound mm-hmm. forward <laughs> despite yeah. his COVID. But I think we should call it. Yeah, I agree. Makes and, no sense. I, I was ready to go. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, it is. <laughs> go, we are, go take some some sheep cats hostage. It's it's not oh, a yeah. bad cliffhanger point. Yeah. So we can look at that as a positive. That's yeah. it's kind of a good cliffhanger. I'll just have to remember to get my character sheet for the Rome one ready. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's I've right. Got, yeah. I've I've got him done, but I really have no costume at all. I'm not yeah. I'm not gonna try. I'm just yeah. <laughs> so I think in that regard, splitting the next episode also isn't that big a deal because basically I'm just gonna like take off my tie. <laughs> Like well, and uh, I think Josh said he's not. We can't play next week, so that's I'm not here next week. Yeah, next oh. week's very difficult for me too. All okay. right, then. Oh, oh, that actually. So works. you guys want to wait then? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I'll make it more. I'll be even more excited when we. Yeah, it will. Yeah, yeah. We can. Great. We can. We, we, we can not feel like we have to hurry through the. Yeah. We can come up with an even more harebrained idea. Oh, yeah. God. <laughs> we, like, we are just visiting hunters. Ignore our shotguns and let us into your compound. <laughs> well, no, it it, it, it's a big wooden thing. They open up the thing and they're like, please go away. And then we're like, take a step, Bolanzaga, call off your sheep cat. You know, like, we know the jig is up. I will say, given my combat skills, I'm prepared to fight a sheep with three cat's heads. <laughs> just what if they meow at you and give you the eyes you know well <laughs> yeah, yeah it's true <laughs> uh-huh. our players included Morgan Lowell and David Gassaway Stuart Lipley Keith Craig and Josh Harwood with yours truly as the keeper of arcane lore 
we have a Discord server where you can chat with other members, you can set up private games, and you can learn the finer arts of gameplay and game master. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. If you'd like to help support our show, please visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch the bell icon for updates on our latest shows. And leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answer any questions you might have. This is Tom Riley, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure in the universe of H.P. Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck and good gaming. Thank you.